welcome to Podcasting the Parables, a year-long project of St. James Episcopal Church. St. James is a vibrant faith community in the Lake Highlands area of Dallas, Texas. My name is Jonathan Melton, joined by Jared Ferris, and we are glad that you are here. Hey friends, welcome to another episode, a special edition of Podcasting the Parables. I wish we had like a special edition song to play, but we don't. Dun, dun, dun. Welcome to the special edition. <laughs> um, joined here, this is Father Jonathan, joined here as always by Jared Ferris and today Angela Yurick, who is our Christian Ed Directress uh, par excellence. Making her second appearance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. You are our first two-time guest to the podcast and kind of a semi-regular. Right. Going well, forward, you'd definitely be a regular. Thanks for having me. I'm kind of in the building helping prep for VBS. So. Well, I'm especially <laughs> grateful for your allowing us to hijack your time because I know it is precious as we get ready for VBS. I have to tell you, I've, I've been looking forward to Vacation Bible School for a long time, and I did not see coming how exciting this week, the week before VBS would be. There's just been a steady stream of cars, adults. Uh, y'all have been wonderful, uh, wel- welcoming my kids. Then Angela, Evan, your your son starts like showing up. Uh, we've got kids who like are my own kids are bothering me each evening saying, dad, can you please take me to church so I can work to prep for VBS? And when I bring them here, I don't see them after that. They go hang out with y'all or do some work. Or they're really working. Well, and they're coming up with things on their own to do. They're, they're recruiting volunteers for ministries outside of VBS and creating posters and, and having this, these dreams and things that they're able to, to live into. They're just officing out of the new youth room. Right, which is... Perfect. That's what it's for. I get a little misty-eyed, honestly. I get misty-eyed at like Pixar movies, so don't read too much into that. But it's really beautiful to see your children wanting to come to church during the week. Well, and I don't, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but as you're going down the hallway um, to towards the new youth room, there's that little glass portion, and then the youth room itself has windows on the outside, and so you can kind of like sneak a peek into what they're doing <laughs> as you're walking up. Um, I was going to check and see if they were in there earlier while we had some AC maintenance, and like in doing that and seeing them kind of interacting together, it was really special having having been at St. James for such a long time where we didn't have that dedicated mm-hmm. space. Um, even with it being completely bare, there's a one folding table and a couple mm-hmm. of chairs in there, um, but to see youth working together collaboratively on these things even now in its earliest stages it really is it's beautiful it was really special being the first one to wheel the uh the round table the one round table (laughs) that's currently into the youth room yeah yes yeah they uh started working on a skit together as a kind of a little theater troupe yesterday um, so that was the first use of the of the youth room was putting together a little St. James skit for VBS which I I they showed it to me at the end of the day yesterday it's really good and I, I asked Annie I said Annie I didn't know you knew this much about like St. James and and she said I, I didn't 
who would sit down to write a skit without doing backstory? And she showed me her pages of preparation. She told me about their their Googling and stuff, but then also about the conversation that she shared with you, Angela, about your walking the Camino back in the day. And she had put it all together and I'm just, I'm just in awe. And then on the other uh, end of the, the age spectrum, you've got adults of all ages coming by, Katina and Lisa today, uh, coming in, working on art stuff, making sure little details are tweaked and prepped. And it's just, it's really exciting to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And it's been a very welcome experience for me, um, just getting to talk with everyone. And it's meant a lot to have them stop by and be supportive and so that's all I could hope for is just um, everyone's support and trust through this giant event that's going to happen next week well and I think all of us the volunteers and those of us on on staff and you coming into the staff we're so grateful for the way you're leading making room for people's gifts and making it really easy to um, grow into trust with people who are like, oh, who is this new person? All that kind of stuff. They see your preparation, your structure, your organization, um, the ways you've thought through every aspect of this, and it's really coming across. And I think, I think we're all getting the sense that maybe even it's going to be. I mean, we know it's going to be amazing, uh, but we don't always know the the reasons, right? Um, so speaking of that, our uh, snack station leadership. Hey there, <laughs> Nick. In. We're we're doing a podcast right now. Well, Is there something you'd like to say or chime in? Not really. Not without being prepared to say something. But I'll sit down and wait for you guys to finish. Well, now we've got two returning guests, don't we? This is. Nick, have you been on the podcast before? No, no. Bill was. You Bill were was. mentioned on the podcast. What? You, uh, you may have been. You may have been mentioned on but the we, podcast. But we were just talking about a little... This is, a, this is a special edition podcast about VBS and how it's been so delightful to have so many people all this week coming in, preparing, getting ready. And that's exactly what you're doing. That's, that's what I'm doing. Correct. I want to make sure that the snacks are there so we don't have very many wailing children whenever, uh, whenever pass-out time comes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, am I supposed to? It makes it a little bit easier to hear when you're slightly closer to the microphone. Well, I have I have made note of the fact that audio sometimes is an issue, but uh, no, I'm I'm up here on, to work. Audio with... is an issue on the podcast. Correct. Uh-oh. Oh, no. shots fired, Jared's. <laughs> we need a new producer. It sounds no. like. No, my uh, my reason for being here is to is to meet up with Angela, see what type of. Uh, um, See what type of uh, uh, snacks are here. Yes, sir. See how many snacks are yet to be here, and then solve that problem before Monday. These are all good things. Well, I, I was concerned from the beginning because I didn't know if anybody was actually bird dogging this thing and yeah. the snacks anyway. Because Angela's doing a great job with the rest of it. But, right. Uh, yeah. The snacks got to be dealt with. That's right. So, as I shared with the congregation on Sunday, we are trying to set the Guinness Book record for largest collection of in a single place of Otter Pops. I think that's the goal, right? We may have we may have done that. I think Janet has ordered seven or eight boxes of the things, so there's going to be lots of Otter Pops. Got to get them in the refrigerator every night on time so they're frozen in the morning. Yeah. So that'll be... Five separate batches going in. Nick, have you sampled Otter Pops? Do you have a flavor that you prefer at this point? I have never touched an Otter <laughs> Pop in my life. Is that going to change next week? It may. 
It may. That's right. I may, I may have to quality control some of it. Yeah, I mean, you just got for the children. That's right. Absolutely. It's always for the children. For the children. For the children. Correct. So one of the things we were <laughs> reflecting on uh, for VBS is the theme is ready, set, move. And uh, this podcast, of course, is about podcasting the parables, and it's how Jesus tells a story that inspires his people to kind of think, and he doesn't do the work for them. He doesn't usually give them an easy answer to a question. He tells a story. They kind of try to figure it out on their own, and sometimes those things that kind of make us think and grow in our faith are stories, and sometimes people can kind of perform a story. They can sort of be a parable in themselves. And that's a little bit about what you find at VBS. You've got people getting outside of themselves, moving, uh, doing a thing. You look at how many times, I think seven different times in the Gospels, uh, Jesus tells his, his friends, like, go. If you, want, if you want to see more clearly, go and do a thing. And in the going and doing a thing, like even the risen Christ, uh, he appears to the, the women who are the first witnesses of the resurrection. He says, tell my buddies to go to Galilee. There they will see me. So go move, do the thing you, you didn't think you needed to do or had to do or d- didn't think anything would come of. Go, go before you understand, and there you will understand. You will, you'll see me. You'll encounter me. And that's kind of built into this theme with ready, ready, set, move. It's also really a great theme, I think, for as many pre-Kers as we got because they're going to move without it, whether Jesus says to or not. Right. <laughs> But I'm I'm curious. Uh, have have uh, I guess any of you three, uh, Nick, Angela, Jared, when have you experienced? Have you ever had the experience of uh, like uh, moving first, going out to do a thing first, and then having the understanding follow? I'm an overthinker, so <laughs> it's taken me a while just to learn the the do part. The love is in action. Mm. And love is in the present, right? It's not in my memory or conception of the past or my anticipation of the future. And so it's taken me a while to, to be able to just do things in my overthinking personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And much like the preschooler, I probably move more than I think. Um, moving in action and usually figuring out in that process is something that comes natural to me. Um, whether that's through um, travel or, or learning something new or, or, or most things in life, that I'm an, an action-oriented person first and then hopefully, hopefully figure out the way that, that things work out along the way. One of the wonderful things I think about the movement part is that I show up to VBS knowing that we've got a great team and I know we're prepared, but I don't know what the most beautiful moment of the week is going to be. There's no way to know that until you show up. It's in the going and the moving and the, and the stepping out in faith and showing up. And then you'll find out. Then, then ask me next week after. Well, don't ask me next week because at the end I'm going to take a week vacation and then come back because it's going to be exhausting. Uh, but ask me two weeks from now and I'll be able to tell you the thing that I can't tell you now, which is how God is going to act in the lives of some of these kids and the adult leaders, all of us, as we, as we share this week together. At the end of the week, we are celebrating on Sunday, St. James Day, and we this is not quite breaking news for those of you listening to this because we broke this news on Facebook yesterday, but we have a two-word surprise, Angela, that is a first ever in the history of St. James for that Sunday, which is July 23rd. Angela, what is our two-word surprise? 
Bubble truck. Woo. <laughs> Nick, have you ever been in a bubble truck? I have never been in a bubble truck. I guess I, you don't go in it, right? No, you stand outside. You're, you're in the presence of a bubble truck. It, it dumps bubbles on you, and they're like 10 feet tall. And at first, I thought it was like like the little uh, delicate fairy bubbles, oh, but no, 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 it's like suds. It's like a foam. Foam party. Yes, big soap bubbles. It's like being inside of a dishwasher. Maybe. But safer. Neither. Is that, presumably, it's safer than being inside of a dishwasher. It could be. It could be. So we're going to have a wonderful celebration. We're going to have uh, shells for our our children and uh, recent new members. Everyone who has a shell is invited to bring it uh, from previous years. Uh, everyone's invited to wear their St. James T-shirts because I hear in the past there have been like one or two T-shirts. There have been a couple. There have been a couple. And there's a chance to get a new one this year if, if you're new like me. Um, and... And then after the service, well, we're also going to be commissioning in the service. We're going to be asking God's blessing on the needlepoint yeah. that's just been finished around the altar. That is like a tens of thousands of hours project altogether. Well, and many people's hands have been on that. You talk about people who have who have seen something and learned something through the doing. Yeah. Um, all those who those who are still here, those who have have moved on to different churches. Um, I think of Connie Garrison, who gave so much of her time um, in getting that project started, and um, of the Colleen Frenches and the Terry Cakeleys and all of those ladies who who have have taken on this massive undertaking. And I, I think you're absolutely right, Jared. It's a great example of the faith coming in the doing. Uh, I know there's a, a professor friend of mine at, at uh, Duke Divinity School, Lauren Winter, who studies material artifacts like from the Victorian age. And it says, it says what, what do the things we make tell us about our faith? Um, and this is a, a beautiful example of that in the perseverance, love, prayer that, that comes with making those. So we're going to be praying for those at St. James Day. After we share the Eucharist, uh, Deacon Phil dismisses us. We will be sent out into the world to go and love and serve the Lord, but not before we stop in the parish hall and enjoy some delicious tacos and then step outside for a bubble truck. So fried daddies, we're putting fried daddies to double time work this summer. I feel well, like we need to throw them a party at the end of the summer. I think doing the work is the party a lot of times for those guys. That's so. true. They enjoy it. Yeah. Well, we're grateful. We're grateful for them. So, uh, so we're talking about doing faith made real to us in a different kind of way through the moving, through the love in action, uh, through the embodiment and uh, culminating in VBS St. James Day. We have a special treat today, which is a little bit of what one of our youth, Annie Melton, um, has put together uh, for St. James Day as a, as a reflection. This is part of a skit they'll share for VBS, but it's the story of one of the living parables that is close to the heart of all of us here, St. James the Greater. There are three Jameses in the New Testament of the Bible, James the Just, Jesus' brother, James the Less, and James the Great. The James that our church is named after is St. James the Great, otherwise known as James the Greater, James, son of Zebedee, St. James the Elder, and St. Jacob. He was given the titles Elder and Greater to distinguish him from James the Lesser, also one of the twelve disciples, who was younger. St. James is also the only apostle whose martyrdom was recorded in the New Testament. Not much is known about St. James before he became one of Jesus' disciples. We do know that he was the son of Zebedee and Salome, 
and brothers with John, also a disciple. We also know that James and John were mending fishing nets on their father's boat when Jesus called them to follow him. James and John, along with Peter and Andrew, were the first four apostles. Jesus called the James and John brother duo Sons of Thunder, which was apparently a nickname for their bold and aggressive personalities. Both James and John were in Jesus' inner circle as well as Peter and therefore got to witness some of Jesus' miracles that the other nine did not. For example, Peter, James, and John are the only recorded witnesses besides family when Jesus raised Jairus' daughter from the dead and the only witnesses at the agony of, in the Garden of Gethsemane and at the Transfiguration. James was beheaded in the year 44 by orders of King Herod Agrippa, who was the last known Jewish king of Judea. His body was taken to the Cathedral of Santiago de Compostela, where his body now rests. The cathedral is now at the end of a long pilgrimage known as the Camino de Santiago, and pilgrims visit his body every year. He is the patron saint of hat makers, rheumatoid sufferers, and laborers, as well as the patron saint of Nicaragua, Chile, and Spain. His symbol is a scallop shell because according to legend, when his remains were first unearthed, his body was covered in scallop shells. Taken as a sign, the shell represents courage, hope, and strength. The feast day, when we celebrate the life of St. James, is July 25th and is celebrated all over the world. It's the most iconic day on the Camino calendar. Celebrations include cultural, artistic, and musical events, as well as street theater remembering St. James. He may be dead, but his legacy still lives on. So thank you, Annie Melton, for that uh, introduction to St. James. Uh, again, for those of us, for those of you listening, wondering like, well, how does this have to do with the podcast? I thought they were supposed to talk about parables. Today we are talking about parables, but we're talking about our own lives and our life together as a parable. Uh, as something as beautiful and strange as some of the stories Jesus told that kind of uh, provoke folks to wonder and sometimes open hearts to the the realization that maybe more is possible. And um, I want to share just briefly a quote that kind of gets at this. And this is uh, from friend and theologian Stanley Harwas, who uh, puts it all this way. He says, Christianity is not a philosophy that can be learned separate from those who embody it. If the truth that is Christ were a truth that could be known, quote, in principle, then we would not need apostles. But the way the gospel is known is by one person being for another person, the story of Christ. Jesus summons the disciples to him, and so summoned they become for us the witnesses who make it possible for us also to be messengers of the kingdom. The disciples are not impressive people, but then neither are we. Their mission as well as our own is not to call attention to ourselves, but to Jesus and the kingdom. I love that quote because it's this wonderful reminder for like why we are reading all the parables at all this year, which is we pray to be one too. Yeah. Uh, we pray to be one, too, in our life together. It's certainly an opportunity to be a living parable when you welcome 135 somewhat strange kiddos who some of them have heard the story, have, but many of them may not have had a chance for the love God has for them to land on them in a certain way, to, to show up and simply by presence and attention. Angela, you've talked a lot in preparation for this VBS about 
uh, communicating through presence, love, and attention that this is a place of spiritual home for everyone who comes in these doors. Uh, to have that opportunity to be a parable with a life through a shared effort, um, what a gift, what a, what a joy. And I, I think all the time, you know, it didn't, ha- I, don't, I don't know what other options uh, the, the Holy Trinity considered before they made like this kind of gift possible to us to participate as living parables. But I'm sure glad, I'm sure glad the Trinity landed on this one because it, it's an honor and, it, and it's a joy. Any other closing thoughts before we end our special VBS St. James Day edition of Podcasting the Parables? None other than I'm just thankful to be a part of the team that is, is working together, to be a small part of the team that's working together um, to make VBS happen, to make St. James Day, the celebration of that happen, and, and to be a part of the community that's here. It is, a, it is an exciting time to be um, here at St. James, and I, am, I, am, I think that that um, the more that we can share that, the more that we can live out that parable and invite other people to it, um, the better that we all are. Amen. Well, on that note, we're going to get back to cutting out figures with tiny plastic scissors. Have you considered larger scissors? These are the only ones I can find. Okay. And when Sophie asked me about my staple order yesterday, I was not thinking... Oh, hey, maybe I need a pair of my own scissors. So after we size. end this, I will find you some scissors because that <laughs> that looks painful. Oh, and Nick, this is this is almost breaking news. We the trucker hats for volunteers will be here today. Today, I probably will have to go home before they're here. But like they're, it's like they are in the greater Lake Highlands area at this point. They have to be right. They're in transit. They're in transit. They left Mesquite today. Is, is anyone else a compulsive package tracker? Nick, are you a compulsive? You do? Whenever I get my email notice, I, I always check it. Yes. I'm the, I've been signing up for, like, the extra notifications today. So, that like, <laughs> if they're, it's like, oh, we took a left turn. Okay, good. I want to know. Yeah. So, it's exciting. I, I don't get quite that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, friends, for listening. We're grateful for your prayers. And, and the presence of a lot of you this, this coming week. Um, very grateful for your prayers. And we look forward to continuing to share the joy with you in person, in, in our movement together, in our get, being gathered and being sent. And also the next time we meet here. Peace. Podcasting the Parables is a ministry of St. James Episcopal Church in the Lake Highlands neighborhood of Dallas, Texas. Produced by Jared Ferris, with music arranged and produced by Matthew Melton. I'm Jonathan Melton, priest and rector of St. James Episcopal Church and School, and we will see you again next time. Thank you.